never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day for an interview and I've got Andrea Epting with me. And we too are asking the question, is it possible to live until you're 100 and live, do so with passion and with joy and going out there and, and grabbing the, the days and give them a French kiss in the morning and say, yes, come on, let's do something. Can we do that? Is it possible? And guess what? <laughs> we both believe we can. And we want to share our secrets and we want to finally pull, un unveil it that it is possible to live a beautiful life till uh, high in the age. And we give you all the tricks today. Andrea, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about living forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I, it is, you could, of course, ask a question with such a world, with climate change, with COVID, pandemics, with uh, closer to the to to nuclear annihilation uh, than ever, uh, who wants to live forever? Um I actually raised the, the the devil's advocate's point of view. Yes, I do. Because I love my life. I love it nowadays. I've I've lived too long in the darkness in the past. So nowadays I want to kick ass. I I want to live long. And uh I know we just in the preamble, we talked a bit about about our passion, the food and our passion, the 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 lifestyle. You come yeah. from the place where it all happens, the Mediterranean, isn't it? That's right. That's right. Uh, I am half Greek and half Italian, so 100% Mediterranean. Oh, mia. And my blood <laughs> and my ancestry. And yeah, I do believe that they have a wonderful um, diet and uh, a wonderful way to not just, you know, lengthen life, but live life to the fullest. And I just, I think that's what it's all about is having a life worth living and having all that meaning and all of that passion and all of that purpose that you know makes you want to go on and live not just you know a long life but the next day <laughs> <I mean. laughs> that's true that's true sometimes we yeah. we think ah oh, just one day one day i will one day mm -hmm. i might use that exercise one day i might eat a, a green leaf of sorts <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean and that one day needs to be now if we want to have a long and healthy life. so true so true now my yeah. my my passion for that lifestyle really only sort of came about i guess end of last year start of this year because prior to that i've I thought I had eaten healthy and uh, I was I was going out there. And then I thought, nah, actually, let's put my money where my mouth is. And so so this year I embarked on a journey and in functional medicine. And so mm -hmm. I, I started learning a really deep diving in, in that stuff. And it was uh that is that is my journey. And I'm so excited about it. I loved it. Uh and I still love it. I, every day I'm I'm learning more things. How did you start on your journey to exploring uh, the best ways to become the new you? Yeah, well, I mean, I believe that is part of a recovery journey for probably every human being. If you if you start a recovery journey at some point diet and body movement and health 
and and hopefully people dive into functional medicine. I love that you mentioned that, but all of that is going to be a very natural part of that process. And and I know that it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were like a lot of stages and phases, I guess, of a health journey for me. Um, and it definitely started for me as a result of a really significant trauma that I experienced. It was um, a, a a body betrayal trauma that I experienced that then resulted in a massive weight gain and just, you know, dis-ease and disease, mm. you know, and just a lot of unhealthy coping that came out of it. And mm. so like my journey of health as, you know, has happened for a lot of people came out of sickness <laughs> and, um, and just hitting kind of a, a bottom there. And so I just, I shifted and when I did so, you know, a in my recovery journey, food um, and nutrition and diet and body movement became part of that. And I've definitely, like you, um, found a lot of different areas that I'm very excited about and interested in. And I've always been an adventurous person anyway. And so like food is going to be part of that, too. Like I want to oh, I want to nice. try everything and I want to make sure that I'm doing things that make sense for my now and my future. Beautiful, beautiful. When did did that transformation start? When was that key event? Yeah, my key event was in 2009. Um, right. I went in for a day surgery and three years later could barely recognize myself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And so in all those ways, bankrupt as a result of a medical trauma and then gave opportunity for traumatic growth and new birth. And Shit. so, yeah, I would say 2009. Yeah. Shit. Um, in Shit. Yeah. the, and I live in New Zealand where we have got a, uh, a, a very healthy medical compensation scheme. In other words, if there is a medical mishap, then um, this is like a treatment related injury claim that is covered by our ACC, by the provider here. Um, so there are no, no, medical or no financial direct consequences to the people mm. there was i assume there was nothing like that with you there was nothing like that and there is no plan like that in the mm. united states of america that i am aware of mm. um here unfortunately for the people maybe not unfortunate for you know the medical industry or for the legal industry but you have mm. to press charges in order to be compensated for all of the subsequent um, damages and, um, you know, expenses that come out of a medical injury. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, that is causing a reset. <laughs> I don't know what, what could be more, more traumatic in, in stopping your life. Um, three years. How did your mood cope during that time? Um, my mood. Ooh. Um, my mood did, I mean, like I wasn't coping and if I was coping, I was gravitating towards, you know, unhealthier ways to try to alter my mood or my reality. Um, my mood became very depressed for the first time in my life. I I don't have a history of depression, not in my family and not in my history. Um, but very, very deep depression. Um, I remember, um, for the first moment that I had ever experienced in my life, having 
suicidal ideation and thoughts of not Hmm. waking up, not ending my life, but the thoughts of what a relief it would be if I didn't wake up. And I had three instances where I almost didn't wake up again, um, where I, I, I could have, you know, lost my life permanently, but um, I didn't. God had other plans for me. So my mood um, definitely uh, went into a place of depression. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I think in the recovery process, my anger saved me from my depression because I was able to then go into that place of oh. anger and rage. Um, and I needed that to move me into action and into recovery. So I, I'm very grateful to my anger for pulling me out of that. Oh, beautiful. The survivor came out, the fighter came out. That's oh, right. cool. Okay. Um, that's the first time in my life that I heard anger as being a positive thing. Uh, but I love it. I, I take it. <laughs> I take oh, it. Oh, I love, I love anger when I'm, I mean, I, I embrace and yeah. love my anger. Oh, I love all my emotions. I love all of my feelings. I love what they communicate to me when I spend time in them and I yeah. attend to them and I listen to them. And this was a time when I was like, my anger is very loud and clearly um, demands <laughs> to be heard. <laughs> and, and when I leaned into it, 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 it saved me. Um, and I think that our, our feelings do sweep we've been to do that and rescue us in our times of need that's very true if we use them for what they are if we try to to actually feel them experience them and see them as the messengers that they are from our body um that's right beautifully said okay wow so you went on uh, onto the battle uh or into the battle you um said you were at times not coping so well may i venture a guess that maybe alcohol had a little bit of a role to play and maybe emotional overeating had a bit of an, a role to play oh absolutely both of those those are great guesses <laughs> <laughs> although i don't think they're a guess i mean i think you know when you when you're bed bound yeah. <laughs> um for three years um overeating um becomes an easy way to numb and to mood alter mm. and um and it's not even always overeating, it's that you're not able to move. <laughs> um, and to so, shape. and yeah. frankly, sometimes it's the only thing you you have to look forward to in the day um, mm. when you're when you're bed bound. Exactly. Um, so that definitely became part of it, um, where I definitely noticed, you know, that scale tipped into that. Oh my gosh, there's so much more risk and hurt coming out of these behaviors than there is any potential reward. Um, So I definitely noticed that scale tipping um, and indefinitely. I mean, I noticed that my relationship to alcohol did change. I I don't know how much more I was drinking, although I think when I did drink, I could drink more. And in my reaction to alcohol and therefore my relationship to it looked different. My mood would shift and I never had that before. Um, Shift to the better or shift? No, to the worse. Um, you know, like alcohol would affect my mood. And I never really experienced that previously before this trauma. Right. But following the trauma, you know, and my brain was rewired by that trauma, I definitely experienced alcohol differently. I experienced um, my relationship to it and food and some other things definitely changed. 
Mm. Well, that can be a blessing in disguise um, because ultimately it is uh, other way around. It is far more tricky because if suddenly alcohol actually becomes a positive thing for you, if it takes away the pain, if it makes you forget, if it gives you a positive, just a brief moment of relief from, from your emotional pain, well, you know, your brain says, cool. There's five seconds now. That's more important to me than the 12 hours of hangover I've got later. Um, so therefore, it could have been more that. Oh, it could. It, you know, if I didn't have the background um, that I already had, you know, I can only thank God for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was already a master's addictions counselor. Right. Um, I I had at least the intelligence in place, the psychoeducation in place, yeah. and the experiences in place that said, oh, you know, I'm going to be very susceptible to this and watch out. And nice. I was able to recognize nice. it early, be mindful of it. Of course, there were times, at least initially, that I was in denial about it. Because, yeah, you're right. It was like, mm. well, this this feels good. It's a brief escape. Mm. Um, but then I was able to recognize it. And ultimately, it led to um, sobriety um, mm. from alcohol as well. Mm. Um I would have considered myself and still do consider myself um, a sober, curious individual. Um, and I have not had a drink in multiple years, um, mm. three plus nice. years now. Nice. Um, um, it took a while, but I was like, you know what? Um, since my brain definitely does react differently to alcohol and so does my body, my body didn't really enjoy it either. So mm. I just discontinued mm. it. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Um, and it is a journey, isn't it? You are, this was, this was not one key event and then everything changed to the worse or to the better. Well, actually for the key event, for you to suddenly get thrown off your hamster wheel and suddenly think, what the, yeah. <laughs> there was a key event. Okay. I give you that. But having said that, all the learning that then happens, all the growth that then happens, like like in so many other guests, and it, like I guess in me, that growth takes many years um, to actually manifest itself. With you, it was probably a bit faster because you pointed out to the fact that you had the all the, the training, the knowledge, the, the exploration into the psychology, which is great. Um, huh. You could say I had the same from... Uh, being a doctor, knowing a lot of things about the psychology, etc. Uh, yet I was, I was still, I was still run by my reptilian brain and <laughs> by my by my inability to, or my lack of willingness to feel my yeah. emotions. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I was yeah. escaping, and at times I still do. Um, I think my my work ethics are very, very high, which could be translated as I'm a workaholic. Workaholic. <laughs> <Which could> be... <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> could There's be... a few different words for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, of course, could be seen as I run away from the problems in my private life by throwing myself in my work. Ah, yeah, there could be an element of that. <laughs> so I think yeah. we we addicts are we we. Well, we... I mean, like the pathways are primed, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. At least <laughs> nowadays, you could say I do something sensible, and not not right, maybe right, self-destructive. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. no, that's cool. But we actually wanted to to talk about where we are now. But we need to go to the history to understand where we where we are now. 
and why we are so passionate about life because you have been in the darkness I can't oh, imagine yeah. darker times because you didn't know when things will get better. You didn't know if they could not get worse. Um, so uh, this must have been a brutal time. At some stage, things got better. How did they get better? Yeah, um, I think one of the things I want to highlight is that I, I did allow myself to be in that very deep, dark place. I was <laughs> able at different parts of that to give myself grace in being there. Uh -huh. Um, there, you know, so I allowed myself to feel all of that pain and all of that grief and all of that loss. And, and, um, I was able eventually, now this took a lot of time and there was a lot of denial around this part, but I was able to accept that my life would never, ever resemble the life that I had before. Um, that was very, very hard for mm. me to come to that place of acceptance and then eventually embrace that. Yeah, I'm never going to be that person ever again. Um, and how can I become actually a better version of myself since uh. I'm, I'm not going to resemble the woman that I once was uh. um, in many ways? And so that was tough to break through that denial and fully feel all that grief and all of that loss and all of that hurt yeah. and all of that pain and yeah. then emerge and have that space that's like yeah I, I can't ever be her and and I don't know and at some point there was again another tipping of the scales it was like you know what I don't think I ever want to be her again I I've mm. I needed I didn't need wow. or want this but it changed me in a way that I wouldn't I wouldn't give it back yeah and so then I was able to like embrace that and kind of like just you know I don't know start that process of growth and Beautiful. um yeah i i think that's just that was the process for me okay mm -hmm. um the problem with with medical uh well medical diseases or trauma physical trauma that affects your body um is that often enough we throw in antibiotics to beat infections we throw in times of starvation we throw in um i mean your, your nutrition goes pear-shaped uh, alongside of many other things your body has requirements that we typically don't fulfill so there is a the nutritional depletion happening around about that time my goodness, a lot of things would have gone really, really hard in your body. How mm -hmm. did you because there was um because there was that physical damage in the sense that I, you know, I when I was unconscious, um, and I have to say I was unconscious, therefore a completely unconsenting human being, when I was unconscious um and under uh I had my uterus removed mm. without my consent or permission. I had my bladder completely nicked and my ureter completely severed. And after that, um, I had to undergo multiple ureter reimplantations. I almost lost my left kidney. I had to have a nephrosophy tube. Um, I had to learn how to, well, my body really, bodies are amazing things, but my body had this amazing idea of how to reroute my urine through my body. Um, no, no longer went out through my urethra, though. I mean, so just like all of this stuff was going <laughs> on during this time. And oh, so you talk yeah. about like, you know, yeah, and then it. I I also had a lot of leakage into the uh, abdominal cavity. So when you talk about like 
stomach issues, you know, bladder issues, um, like pelvic floor issues, like, like so many things came out of that. And, and so like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it wrecks, it wreaks havoc on your mm-hmm. body. And um, so a lot of different symptoms and dis-ease mm-hmm. and disease comes out of that. Yeah. It did for me. How did you get back in the driver's seat? How did you take back control? What was the journey there? Um, you know, you mentioned that process earlier, and I just, I, I want to say this to whomever's listening or to the community, you know, that, you know, if, if you're following. Um, I really, I couldn't get back there until I felt I had um, held the people accountable. Um, they mm. did that to mm. me. Um, and until that process, that legal process was over, that's when I I, I, I started to come out of it. Um, so mm. I, don't, I don't know if that helps, um, mm. but I just, mm. I, I needed to go through that part of that journey first. And that was really when my anger was leading me into action. And once I came mm. through that, I knew that I could release it. I could give it back. I could no longer carry it. I could break any bondage or any tether that I had to others or any blame that I had for myself mm. or anybody else. Mm. But that was when it turned around for me, mm. but it couldn't turn around until some other things were accomplished first. Brilliant. Okay. And that is, that is, that is again, this is where your body was was going from victim to survivor. The survivor right. is focused on one thing. In your case, mm-hmm. with the anger, getting the getting oh, the the getting it sorted in your head, finding right. the culprit and, and holding him accountable. And that's that's fair call. But then mm-hmm. then what? It's the same with sobriety. Okay, now you stop drinking. So what? Okay, now what? Um, yeah. yeah. So and so so for me, like especially when you equate it to like the recovery journey, because it is a recovery journey. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I I'm very mindful when I'm talking to people to be very clear that like there's a recovery and a healing journey from so many things. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to physical health, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to mm-hmm. you know addictions. So any type of chemical addiction, behavioral addiction, emotional. Mm-hmm in sobriety right i mean so like there is that recovery process and and yeah i mean i feel like i had to go through that journey mm. and and everybody does everybody has to walk through that <laughs> i mean here you were um after three years uh you lost your job you lost your sense of who you are you lost a lot of money uh, now, typically, what I or what many of us are saying, I lost now, my ability to have kids. And, uh, or kids well, yeah, touche. That was taken. You know, touche. there was, like, you know, because there's all, also always going to be a familial cost. Mm, sure. um, because I had, thank God, I had people who loved me. But when I'm hurting, the people mm. who love me hurt too. So it was that cost as well. Ouch! But beautifully said. The. Now, what I was uh, thinking about, we normally recommend, you know, find people, find your tribe, create a power team where you are the dumbest person in the team um, and let others who are further down the path guide Mm -hmm. you and help you. 
So that is sort of the principle that that most of us are sure will get you the best results and the fastest results instead of you trying to reinvent the wheel and trying things out um, mm -hmm. that may or may not help you. Um, but here you were probably, you know, financially strapped. Um, did you have people who encouraged you, who guided you, who helped you? Mm -hmm. I did. I did. Um, I've been blessed to have, because I'm with you, Co community is key. You know, mm -hmm. connection is the opposite of addiction. <laughs> um, and I was blessed to have a, a community around me in place. Mm -hmm. And um, not just like a familial support system, but a community in through my church, um, great teammates and people from my work who were mm. supportive of me, good friendships um, that I'd had forever. Um, mm. My husband who showed up in, you know, the biggest way possible to support me through this and to support, you know, our you know, the young kiddos that we did have mm. um, during the time that I couldn't. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was very blessed to have that support. And I do. I believe that community is the key and connection and relationship is what healing mm. is about. Mm. And I did have that in place. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to uh, your point earlier, when you were taught, I'm sorry to, to go backwards, no. but your point earlier when you were talking about um you know addiction there were a few like <laughs> isms that came up for me and you were talking about how well I did have at least the psychoeducation in place or I had the formal training and all of that but some of the isms that came up for me is yeah it's really hard to have you know a head full of AA and a belly full of alcohol <laughs> you know <laughs> ooh, ooh. And, 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 and that was one of the things that kind of came up for me. It was like, yeah, like it felt good to numb. But when you have all of that information in your head, um, it doesn't feel that good for long <laughs> because Love you know it. what you're doing. Love and like, it. and I tell, and I tell my clients when they walk through the door and one of the first things they say is I just want to know why I do what I do, but I, I want to quit drinking. I want to quit drugging. I want to quit acting out sexually. Oh, okay. I could say, you know, it takes like a great deal of not just want to, but willingness mm. on your part. But this is what I can guarantee for me. I will take all the fun out of it. <laughs> you know, I can't make you stop doing it, but I'll take yeah. all the fun out sure. of it. Sure, 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 sure. Well, <laughs> because that's, that's what that information does. You know, it's like. That's true. That's you know, true. But also <laughs> I think it is, it is sometimes quite good for us to go again through hard times, to maybe uh, lapse in our own judgments, mm -hmm. maybe fall back yeah. into old lifestyle, because it reminds you very actively. I loved the, the, the thought, head full of AA, belly full of wine. Uh, I love it. Uh, it is. Uh, I recently went through through very traumatic times, and I had a little bit of a lapse there. I sort of thought, mm -hmm. oh, fuck it. I'll have a, I'll have a bottle of wine. Uh, that's my right. That kind of bullshit. Yeah. And oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness, uh, it was good. And is I to experience again the the um, the the effect of the alcohol. And the, that fleeting moment of, oh, that's nice. And then compared with the uh, the guilt, the shame, the the 12-hour, 24-hour hangovers, 
Um, right. It's just bullshit. So it's actually sometimes yeah. you need to go one step back to go two steps forward. And that's absolutely. Again, and, and, that's, and I believe that lapse and relapse even um, slips, lapses, relapses um, is part of a recovery process. Like Indeed. It's part of recovery. <laughs> I mean, like, that's very true. And it's going to happen. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, there's 80% chance in your first year that that will happen. Um, and and for those of you who are in early recovery out there, congratulations if it just has happened to you, because now you've figured out what did not work. And you can figure out, okay, where did I not pay attention to looking after myself? Um, because, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's beautiful to actually to to explore that. Um, and hold the mirror in front of your face, switch the lights bright mm -hmm. on and actually say, what has actually occurred there? Um, what, oh, the, what the after you... action reviews have so much value. Isn't it? The it's after beautiful. action reviews, um, mm -hmm. just going back through because the lapse happens so far before the relapse, the lapse in thinking, the lapse in judgment, the, you know, just, I'm not going to my meetings. I'm not showing up this yeah. way and that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when yeah. you do the after action review, you're like, oh my gosh, like I was actually in a, a lapse three months ago. Very nice. <laughs> you know, I Very just, nice. it took me a long time to drink because I've got all this willpower and I've got mm. all this time in, but I was not showing up in recovery. <laughs> mm. And it's okay. There are, there will always be times which sure. are rough and which are maybe new trauma is coming along. New things mm -hmm. are happening, which maybe overwhelm all the good work that you have done, all the defenses that you have built to protect yourself. And that's okay. Um, this is, uh, life is dynamic and uh, you can write the best screenplay the moment the camera goes on and you have got only one take. <laughs> hey, <laughs> things will go yeah. pear-shaped. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so no, 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 no. So the reality is, I mean, we 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 must accept that life is a, is a bitch. Uh, life can be extremely challenging. And I, I'm actually convinced somewhere up there, there are all the gods sitting there, Buddha, Krishna, uh, God, Jesus, they are all having a good time, Allah. Uh, everyone is sitting up there, looking down there, thinking, ah, look at Stefan. Look what he's thinking. <laughs> look, he's thinking he's doing well. Guys, what shall we do? What shall we do? And then they come up with something. And it is, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, chicken shit. Nah, that, nah, nah, we had that ages ago. Monkey pox. Nah, nah, we had that. Um, okay, uh, avian flu. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's bring that out again. Come on, new trauma. Yes. That is the reality. So shit will happen. But... And you might, you might fall back to behaviors that are not so great. But the question is, how do we get back onto the, onto our path? How, yes, we've, we've slipped. So what are the things that you nowadays feel are, are giving you the most value for money? Um, what would you recommend someone? What are the habits that you try to instill first in someone yeah. to help them get better? Yeah. So one of the things that really stands out for me, and we mentioned community before, but with community comes accountability. Hmm. And when you talk about like what gets you back on the horse the quickest is not being isolated from others, being yeah. involved in community, let people miss you, let people notice you're not there, let people find you, let people reach out. Um, I think that's huge is, you know, when you allow yourself to be accountable to others. I think yeah. there's also a way to hold yourself accountable. 
Um, I think that being accountable to not just recovery, but I think recovery is your healthy habits. You know, what are the things that you have put into place that keep you healthy and happy and away from a slip, away from a lapse? Beautiful. Um, and so like, that's, that's what it's about for me. It's about, you know, what is my AM routine? What is my PM routine? What are the things that I make sure are part of my self-care practices? What are the healthy habits that I've put in place uh-huh. um, so that I, you know, I'm, I'm accountable. And I think that that is so beautifully said, but, and we are talking now overall schemes, overall uh plans i guess daily plans daily habits that's true but i mean for me um going very practical halt is still one of the key things hungry angry hungry angry lonely tired exactly right so and i add in bored sad and stressed (laughs) oh yes but that doesn't fit so well (laughs) 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 you need to find something better there (laughs) but you're right yeah yeah. right (laughs) or you could say hungry for interaction hungry for uh a real life so yeah you could you could you could twist it and i i i do i believe like halt or those are your going to be your key triggers Mm. right and so what are you doing every day to set boundaries with those triggers is the question so like are you eating regularly hungry you know are you nourishing your body on a regular basis Mm. um are you angry is your trauma creeping up? Um, are you are you in therapy? Are you joining a community? Like, how are you taking care of you, yourself mentally and emotionally? Yeah. Um, are you lonely? Well, are you connected? Yeah. Are you engaged in a community? Like, one of the things that I track every day is how many people did you reach out to genuinely and sincerely wondering how are they doing and what can you do to support them? You know, that's connection. And Ooh. so are you lonely? Are you tired? Like, are you getting adequate sleep? Like, what does exactly. what your sleep hygiene look like? You know, no, um, exactly. take care of your sleep hygiene, um, take care of your hygiene. Um, that Those are part of self-care practices. So it's like when you take halt and you reverse engineer it, like you're setting boundaries with those things. Beautiful. So it's not like, oh, you know, I, I noticed after I was triggered, if I was hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, well, by then it's too late. You might've taken a drink. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's so interesting because all those things that we are sort of saying here is, is for those of you in the recovery process who are a little bit further down the line, you know, all that. Guess what? We started this, this uh, interview with asking, how do we actually turn hundred years old and live with a passion? And when you now look at the parallels there, then there is, these are exactly the things that your body requires. There are the healthy eight, uh, which basically um, the, the cardiovascular disease prevention program, really that revolutionized sort of this century. Um, prior to 2010, there was the focus on heart and then the heart uh, coronary arteries that bring mm-hmm. oxygen to the heart. So if you just put a stent in there or give you just that right tablet, um, then miraculously everything is fine. 
In 2010, things got a bit changed and actually powers to be realized that's actually bullshit. Um, we need to go away from the multi-pill uh, where we just put uh, a statin, um, some beta blocker, some aspirin, put it all magically in a pill and that will cure you. Two words, that's actually teach you how to live your life. Teach us uh, the habits that we need. And that includes the exercise, the sleep, the good nutrition. And suddenly you have got a focus on actually lifestyle. And right. as part of the lifestyle, you have got a, suddenly a very different focus. We're not talking a diet. I hate that word. Diet is actually um, something that you do for a short period of time. And it's not for nothing that there is the word die in there um, because <laughs> every diet needs to yeah. die <laughs> because you, most of them you can't sustain. So I have rather right. I rather call it a food plan. So the Mediterranean mm -hmm. food plan um, is a beautiful thing. And with Mediterranean food plan, I don't mean that you have tiramisu and a bottle of red wine in the morning for breakfast. Okay, so both of them are from the Mediterranean, but no, you're Mafrodafne from. Oh, that, from that sounds <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah that, that's my old life okay <laughs> i can attest to that it is lovely um it's sort of you go into that kind of of sugar up and down rush uh, rush uh. <laughs> oh my god no that's right now yeah. now nowadays the mediterranean food plan uh in and i live it i breathe it i do it um is basically um you know the, the, the colors of the rainbow uh not mm. drinking not uh, that doesn't mean red and white wine no and what guy in between <laughs> when i say healthy things it's not grapes and the, the fermented products of of potatoes and uh and grain no i'm talking about That's real right. leaves and healthy healthy stuff um and lots and lots of veggies uh some the the, the fish the uh ideally sea fish uh, plus your uh your chicken that's fine less red meat um and you know do the slow carbs uh if you do carbs at all um you know do healthy stuff and that is sort of a a path that gives you the best chances forward we nowadays mm -hmm. understand that virtually 80 90% of diseases are nutrition related uh, mm -hmm. and and fueled by our shit diet um by sad um really <laughs> what do you think about sad what do i think about sad <laughs> <laughs> sad means for those of you not knowing standard american diet um I and think that sad is sad. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what I see. I mean, there's a reason that it's called what it's called. Yeah. But the standard American diet is it's it's not about fueling your body. Oh. It's not about uh, nutrition. It's not about nourishment. It's yeah. not about something that's sustainable. It's about getting something quick and fast that's going to you know burn out quickly i mean it's it's just very it's unhealthy yeah. and it's not about listening to your body it's not about noticing what it needs it's not about making sure that you're choosing whole foods that color your plate in such a beautiful way that you're just yeah. like like you know nutrition when you see it 
Oh, there yeah. is something like, like when you see it, you know it because it's like, oh my gosh, there are all the colors of the rainbow on my plate. I've got vegetables, like three or four vegetables, and I've mm. got these two fruits, and I've got fish, or I've got some chicken, or I've got something um, that's exciting to me. You know, something that's like, I'm excited to eat this, and my body is excited to have it, and it's going to use it well. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know? Because that, isn't that what it's about? It's not about like, like you said, the word diet. It's not about restricting, you know, that exactly. that's not what it's about at all. <laughs> it's about adding. It's about nourishment. It's about richness and mm. fullness. So yeah, it's definitely not about taking away. And day again, it's so important uh, going back to the importance of diet in in the sobriety process, um, because we have we have denuded our body of of some very important vitamins. As alcoholics, the, the vitamin B complex is shit. Vitamin D is atrocious in most people out there. Um, your hormones are out of kilter. Now you're throwing the the fast sugars in there, which give you a sugar rush, and the next moment a crashing down which basically how much more anxiety and depression would you like as triggers you know so for us um who are uh mentally or who have who have a mental health challenge oh boy um your standard american diet will be doing everything to make that work well that that sad or standard american diet, mm. um it causes mental health issues as well I mean, it, I mean, it's so like you can look at the chicken or the egg, I guess, all day long, but, oh. it, the, you know, that type of diet will contribute to anxiety and depression exactly. Exactly. and, you know, fatigue and, you know, all of these things that you're yeah. experiencing mentally and yeah. emotionally and yeah. physically. And because it, it's on a physio physiological level, too. Correct. I mean, Correct. It's just showing up in all of those ways. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's so beautiful. So there we are um, by you just learning how to cook and learning how to prepare your food and learning maybe how to grow your food. Um, with that, I don't mean you to now be a homesteader, although if that is what you desire to be, maybe this might be the solution for you. But every virtually everyone can have a garden and you can have on your balcony, on a bloody on your rooftop, you can That's have, right. you can grow veggies. So to actually take an interest in your food and learn more about it and, and just explore that part of your life. Now that adds at least five years, at least. Mm -hmm. And I, I dare to say more. Give an example here with me. Um, I should be dead by now, uh, based upon my genetics, based upon the history of my father, my direct biological father, who died of his fifth or sixth heart attack uh, in the early 60s, in his early mm -hmm. 60s. Um, you know, I thought, nah. With my lifestyle that I had in the past, oh boy. Um, so I did and actually did a coronary uh, um, scanning. Um, and I've got cor uh, coronaries, the blood vessels of the heart. They are like a baby. They are absolutely pristine. Now, that has certainly nothing to do with my genes, which must be shit. It has nothing to do with my previous life, because that was shit. It's my current <laughs> life, where I'm actually looking after myself. And where I'm actually trying to live, to be the better person, uh, also nutritionally. Uh, and you can undo some of the damage that has been done in the past. So the past and, does not equal I, the future. Thank you. A absolutely. And, and I know we're kind of going full circle here, but, you know, our body wants us well. 
and it will repair. It will recover. It, it wants to be restored. <laughs> I mean, it, it wants to work with you if you'll mm. work with it. <laughs> and so I just, I feel like that is so encouraging to know that like, yeah, you might have done damage to the body and the mm. body might have done damage to you. It depends. But mm. um, either way, there is so much room for recovery and then some when mm. you change your lifestyle, you know, mm. one day at a time. But when you start to live a different lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. The the sleep you have pointed to and we, we keep, we are so bad in it. But nowadays we have got tools that maybe even 10 years ago, or certainly a generation ago, they didn't have. I'm wearing one right now, a smartwatch. My smartwatch is connected to my my um, my my mobile. I can see exactly what my sleep is like, and I actually monitor my sleep quality and quantity. And nowadays, I'm fiercely protective of my sleep, um, and that is a beautiful, beautiful thing because it means yes. that uh, it is just oh yeah. And I fell again last two years were shit times for me. Um, so I fell back into a bit of a rhythm where I was watching television, uh, maybe until 10, 11. And I like crimi uh, criminal series. So it was always, you know, something mm -hmm. going on. I was certainly not conducive to actually something. So I made the, the very conscious decision. No, come on, man, you can do better. So again, I created a habit of not having my computer on in bed. Um, of actually reading something or, or uh, doing something that calms me down. I've recently embarked on becoming a breathing coach. Now, it's <laughs> unlikely that I will ever do that, that I'm actually ever coaching someone. Uh, but oh, I wanted breath to know. work is so great. Breath is work not? is amazing. Yes, exactly. Great, great so stuff. That is stuff. So there are things that you can learn. There are there is enough time. We all have got the same seconds in the day. And if you focus on you and you focus on creating the habits and and becoming curious how you can be a new person, then then you are like Andrea. Then you are like her, basically growing, uh, having been in the darkness and, 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 and exploding now into the light and saying, okay, I've been there. Don't want to go back. Okay, what do I need to do to have a life where I have fun, where I feel good? And that's beautiful. And with that, mm -hmm. I believe we can turn 100 and celebrate. And poor old queen, if you're living in an English-speaking country, uh, sorry, in, in a country that is affected by the queen, uh, you normally get uh, a, a, a telegram uh, saying that uh, you're 100 and direct from the queen, congratulations on getting 100, um, etc. So I don't <laughs> think that happens in the United States so much. <laughs> and now that the queen is dead, it, you know, you get the, you know, King Charles. Um, so it's going to be weird. But I think he's going to be busy writing a lot of telegrams um, because i think so too i hope so <laughs> indeed indeed right so we can be 100 we can live uh, a beautiful life um with the right habits and andrea you're you're an amazing woman you are out there to help people do exactly that um mm -hmm. that is you have written a book tell us a bit about plan to recover uh, yeah so plan to recover is a 90-day mini journal and it allows people to identify three 
habits. They, they either want to increase or really attune to or decrease. Yeah. So again, it's about implementing healthy habits. So it might be, I want to add in 64 ounces of water a day. Mm. I want to take out marijuana. I yeah. want to go for a 30 minute walk and move my body three times a week. So maybe that's your three. And you establish an AM routine and a PM routine that helps to support those yeah. new habits or your recovery plan. And then it's a daily journal that again, holds you accountable and then kind of has some prompts. So mm. it's a bullet journal that walks you through your daily victories, your daily struggles, nice. um, giving yourself some compassion for the day. It actually has hungry, angry, lonely, tired in it. Uh, Here it is, the plan to recover. And um, and you can circle which one was, you know, if it had something to do with a daily struggle, was it connected to one of those triggers? So it's a, it's a daily journal and it's 90 days because in 90 days, if you're consistent with your journal, oh. you will automate these new healthy habits and, yeah. you know, the next 90 days, maybe you choose something else or you expand nice. upon that. But nice. that's what the um, plan to recover journal is about. And I know we've talked about body betrayal trauma today, but that's another thing that I have out is um, an introduction to body betrayal trauma recovery. And um, that's a course that I've launched. And it's, it's really it's about how do I move through those stages of body betrayal? Um, recovery and how do I come to a place of holistic integrity? Yeah. And we talk a lot about holistic integrity in that and, you know, how to access and bring back online all of our different brains or intelligence stations in our body. Mm. And so I've got that going on too. And so we're excited. Beautiful. We're busy at lightning yeah. in a bottle. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's right. And where can people find you, Andrea? Yeah. So um, people can find the um, plan to recover mini journal on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon and put in Andrea Epteen mm. or plan to recover mini journal. And you can find that there. And if you're interested in visiting lightning in a bottle, um, visit our website and you can find our coaching programs. You can find our courses and you can become part of our community. So Beautiful. I'd love to hear from you right there. Yeah. Beautiful. And guys, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast because all of her information are in there. So what have you got to lose? Check her out. Uh, I love that plan to recover, the, the habit building support journal there and that's that's fantastic so uh, well i'm gonna send you one i'm gonna send you one you're gonna get one in the mail you just text me your address you're gonna get one <laughs> yes please uh because it is that's exactly the five minute gardener principle and that i so subscribe to imagine you do your five minutes uh in the garden every day never less never more but every day five mm -hmm. minutes imagine mm -hmm. that after a week you see differences in the garden after a month, I mean, your family thinks, wow, what's happening? And after three months, the whole bloody neighborhood will look over the fence and say, whoa. <laughs> and that is, imagine you do that in a relationship. You do that with your food. Mm -hmm. You do that with mm -hmm. your exercise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, beautiful. Yes, please. I want to explore, plan to recover. Yes, please. And I'm very, very happy to leave a review. No two ways around that. Fantastic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's brilliant. Andrea, thank you so much for all the work you're doing. Thank you so much you for are. being a guest on my show. That was wonderful today. And you're so welcome. Thank you for, for having me. This was just was a pleasure spending time with you. Likewise. And you guys out there, look after yourself and live with passion. Hey, bye. I never give up.
I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.